Hello and welcome to the Anime Arcade Podcast, episode 76. This is uh, the spoiler cast for Tomoko Market and Tomoko Love Story. I'm Carlos. (laughs) And today I'm joined by the ghost that you just heard, Logan. Hello. (laughs) Are you a British (laughs) ghost? What's going on with you? (laughs) And... uh, and uh, uh, Eric, or uh, Companion Cubay, uh, uh, yeah, our hello. Discord moderator. <laughs> Thank you. Which is now our... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying thank you for the emote, because that's now an emote in our Discord. I never thought I would get tired of saying, yeah, hello, but here we are. <laughs> I didn't uh, expect it to like keep going, but it seems appropriate. It does. <laughs> It, it well, next thing adds. I should do is the uh, that the uh, hello that we get in uh, Steins Gate that uh, the one girl do, gives. Do, do. No, the that uh, oh, uh, that'd be a spoiler. I can't. I can't even sit. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it. please don't spoil save anything. It. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, today we covered uh, Tamako Love Story and uh, Tamako Market, or the other way around, uh, <laughs> as it were. Um, so, what did you guys think? It was good and fun and. You should go watch it. Spoiler, but but not until you've actually wait. No, no, definitely watch it and then listen to. I, I don't know. You know what? Do do what you want. Yolo. I'm not the boss. I'm not the boss of you. Um, unless I am, in which case, get back to work. What are you doing listening to this? <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, that, I'm completely off the rails. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Another, another uh, group watching the books. What number is this one? Oh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> with, there are any numbers with, with school and 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 the Con event and and all the other events and uh, trying to catch up on the anime season. There is no room left in my brain. <laughs> uh, uh. What what number is this? Let's think. This okay, is one four Fofer or five. Connect. Then we did uh-huh. the moon phase, mm-hmm. and then we love lab. Did, 
No. No. Sabagaboo. Sabagaboo. Oh, Sabagaboo. And then Love Lab. And Love Lab. And then this one. So this is the fifth one. Fifth one. Okay. We're currently watching the sixth one. Steins Gate. Join us uh, on Saturdays at 5. EMPST. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's so... I mean... And, and this marks the... Uh, like... I don't know. I guess Kokoro Connect had comedy elements, but this is like the... The third just straight up comedy. Yeah, comedy slice of life kind of thing. Yeah. Although, admittedly, this one has more romance than the previous two. Thank God. Significantly more than Sabagaboo. Yes. A bit more than Love Laugh. (laughs) 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 Although, I, uh, being a devil's advocate and uh, uh, a lawyer, no, I'm not. Don't take me seriously. Um, I would argue that Sabagaboo is a story of the love of girls and firearms. You are a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) And that is not entirely... You're not not wrong, but you're not right. Uh, That's the the best kind of right. (laughs) (laughs) Not being wrong. You sound like Phil. Technically true is the best kind of... Oh, God, don't say that. It hurts me so much. (laughs) Critical damage. Uh, Anyway. um, Yeah, so uh, we... (laughs) Dancing around the subject, uh, we watched uh, Tamako Market. And yep. Tamako uh, Love Story. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We also watched the uh, the movie because they are both on high dive. And uh, any chance to use uh, an account that we spend, what is it, like four or five bucks a month? If that. Yeah. <laughs> Three or four. They like had the whole grandfathering in for like a lower rate for people who had it before. Like the discounted rate if you had so, it before yeah. they lowered it. Oh, that's it. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's actually like pretty it's pretty damn cheap either way i i i kind i dig the uh the service uh it's just you know you're not going to find as many anime as you will on crunchyroll or funimation sure. or whatever so a lot of dub stuff which uh you're not really going to find anywhere else yeah they uh, probably have the biggest funimation like well, the yeah. biggest split between sub and dub of any of the services outside of like netflix or something yeah that's because true. crunchyroll is almost all subs and funimation is almost all dubs at this point yeah, yeah. It, it gone are the days of uh, of like every service having to do both, right? <laughs> With like the anime network and Crunchyroll doing both. And well, wait, did they ever do both? Yeah, no, they had uh, dubs. They just didn't uh, have as many as Funimation. Some, like Funimation always had subtitles of their properties before, but I don't think they do anymore. Last I checked. Hmm. Well. All right, <laughs> let's get away from yeah from that. And uh, uh, QA, why don't you tell us some of the particulars about uh, this series slash movie? So, Tamako Market and Tamako Love Story uh, coming out in 20, 2013 and 2014. Uh, is uh, animated by uh, Studio Kyoto Animation, or Kyoani for short, as everyone likes to call it. Uh, they're pretty well known in the community. Just kind uh, of. done a lot of high-profile <laughs> shows, and usually whenever... They have a show come out. Uh, everyone's pretty hyped for it. Uh, some notable uh, anime they've done include Clanad, Melancholy of Harui Suzumiya, uh, Hyoka Free, and Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Uh, it's directed by Naoko Yamada, who has uh, done Kaon and recently uh, directed A Silent Voice and Liz and the Bluebird. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, it was a. Uh, this is an anime original, so it's basically written by uh, 
Reiko Yoshida, who's done, who's worked on a lot of uh, scripts and uh, screenplays in anime. Uh, I just pulled some out because it's a very long list. If I didn't, uh, she did all of, all of uh, Aria the Animation, all four se- seasons of it. Uh, Bakuman, Girls in Panzer, Ko, Nanabiori, Violet Evergarden, and Yomushi Petal. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny because that, that, that runs a spectrum of anime arcade. Like, well, I yeah, mean, of, yeah. of, of of our <laughs> specifically, I mean, granted, like I I feel like our. Uh, Discord and community are, are pretty diverse to begin with, but I like us three as hosts have seen and loved one or more of these shows. Yeah, I'm positive. Yeah, so <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, we want to thank Seismic for his suggestion. Um, sad he couldn't make it to our watch along because of uh, hopefully his job, eventually. But, yeah, hopefully yeah. eventually. Uh, yeah, that's a that's one thing. Like before we we dive into the the uh, the story is um, if you're worried about jumping into the group watch because uh, you have work on Saturdays or or I don't know maybe you have like a religious observance on Saturday or something and you're like oh crap I can't make it. Um, I mean you could you're uh, perfectly fine just following along and we will. I mean. Probably not 100% of the time, but like one of us will try to engage you in conversation in the, the text chat if you're willing to talk or if you want to talk about the show that way. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to, you know, to get involved. Okay. So, Comic Market is the story of this uh, shopping arcade called Usagiyama. Um, and there lives a girl named. Tamako Kitashirakawa, who is a clumsy, adorable teenage girl um, who belongs to a family of mochi bakers that own a shop called Tamiya. Um, across from them is another. Uh, is it a mochi shop or is it just like a confection shop? I guess. I think I, it's it's a it's a rival mochi shop. Rival mochi shop. Uh, what was the name of it? It was so dumb. <laughs> it was like a, it was an English name and it was really dumb. Yeah, it was really dumb. It was, um, was like Mochi Z. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, One day, Tamako stumbles upon a talking bird that presents himself as royalty from a distant land, Dara Mochimazi. Mochimazi? Yeah. It's a weird name. Um, As he calls himself that, states that he's seeking a bride for his country's prince. Intent on his mission, Dara follows Tamaka home and develops an addiction to mochi, becoming painfully overweight and subsequently unable to fly back to his homeland. <laughs> Thus, he takes painfully. Up pres- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, he takes up presence with Tamaka's family and becomes the community's beloved mascot. Um, meanwhile, Tamaka's friend Mochizo Oji continues to hide his true feelings for her. Their fathers are fierce mochi rivals, but will it be enough to drive a wedge between Tamako and Mochizo? And just what will happen with Dara's task of finding his prince's destined bride? Uh, so that's the synopsis. It's a slice of lifey um, comedy anime about this shopping arcade with uh, the focus being on Tamako and her... Uh, I guess, endeavors to make uh, life fun for herself and uh, for those around her. Yeah. While being oblivious to (laughs) romantic intentions from Mochizo. And Midori. And Midori. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Uh, 
but anyway, yeah, Tamako is one of those characters, um, one of those leads. It's like, kind of like the like the girls from Love Live or any any really character that loves like a set place more than they like anything else. Like she loves a shopping arcade. Like you know, the Love Live girls love their school, um, and it's pretty much her whole world. Um, throughout the show and most of the movie so we Pretty got much. nine minutes in before carlos mentioned uh love live, love live. <laughs> just 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 making a note of that <laughs> it's a record that's the longest i made it uh no i mean just like that's a that's a, the yeah, best it's, reference it's actually I got. a pretty good comparison yeah <laughs> i mean i i was trying to think of because i know that there are other um like protagonists in anime that like like this place is there like the small time ta- the small time the small town type of people uh, i guess i could have gone with um uh like the girls from non biori like that's kind of their whole world but even then they're not really that into it they just kind of have to live there um hmm. or the uh what was it the the a1 pictures anime uh from a bit ago the the one about the the uh the you can do it the woman who goes to like a farming town to be like their ad queen uh, or whatever. Oh, soccer no request. Soccer request. Oh. Thank you. Um, but even then, she doesn't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she grows a fondness for the place, but she eventually leaves. So, um, spoilers. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Well, it is a spoiler cast, so just not for that. <laughs> just not for soccer just not, not for soccer request. <laughs> I mean, if if people are listening to our our podcast chronologically, um. Which you should because, you know, all of our inside jokes are, no, they're not. They're terrible. Anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, then you should have already heard our spoiler cast for for Soccer Quest, unless you skipped over, in which case I'm really sorry. But then what are you listening to another spoiler cast for? I'm talking in circles. (laughs) Someone save me. No, no. Time travel. (laughs) Time travel. Oh, no, it's Lion's Gate. Mulligan. Yeah, so, so, I mean, uh, Tamako is an interesting character, even though, like, she's, uh, fairly i mean for most of it i don't, I don't want to say it, like it's negative but she's fairly one-dimensional and that she's pretty much just about the shopping arcade and mochi and that's it um yeah i mean obviously she loves her friends and her family and stuff like that but they're all kind of tied into that um but yeah that's <laughs> how i kind of see her is is that kind of my whole life is tied up into this type of character yeah yeah the supporting cast is pretty fun moving on uh we have uh Anko uh, Kitashirakawa, man, that is a long surname, uh, <laughs> who prefers to go by On, but man, that just kind of gets swept under the rug after like, the gave first up. couple episodes. I think she gave yeah. up after the first um, few months. The only one, did you guys notice that the only one who continually refers to her as On is is uh, Dera? Yeah. There is respectful. I thought that was, I thought that was a nice guess, touch. That was in like that good attention to detail because he's the yeah. only one who recognizes that name. So, Anko is the uh, Tamako's sister, as I mentioned before, but uh, she's the the more rebellious sister who's not as into, you know, mochi or the idea that she's going to be making mochi for the rest of her life. Uh, But other than that, I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot to this character. We got the one episode Um, with her crush who was... That was cute. uh, It was very cute. She was was a very cute character and that was very cute, but like, yeah. Um, we didn't really get to see like much of like what her her interests are. 
I did I did like the contrast between her and Tamako in that she, even though she's the younger sister, she's much more serious and much more uh, pragmatic than her sister yeah. is. Did um, they ever say what the age difference is? Uh, well, um, I know that her little sister's in... going to head into middle, middle school. school, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so probably she, three years. She's in her last that year. uniform at the uh, end of the movie. Yeah, she's in her last year of elementary school. Oh, so, and Tama's in her last year of high school. Uh, I think so. I think, in in her, she is. I think she's in her second she's year. In, she's in her. I think she's in her last year because of like the whole uh, Mochi yeah. moving away for college. Like, for college, uh, that's right. Yeah. So so it's got to be something like five six years between them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not unheard of. But I mean. Uh, my youngest brother is, I think, six. Yeah, six years younger than me. So it, it can happen. My youngest sibling is fourteen years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's a lot in between. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, we get a little bit from Anko, and she's she's one of those characters uh, in, in these type of like comedy slice of life he shows she adds a bit to it but she doesn't other than than those facts that we've already covered there's not a whole lot uh, else going on with her um you know she kind of reminds me of in a way hmm. uh the younger sister in your name oh yeah <laughs> yeah that kind of same attitude yeah i, I don't know just came to mind like the seemingly more responsibly younger sister right it's uh, the Ui to Yui. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, that's a thing in anime. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, moving on, like we said before, we mentioned uh, across the uh, street of the shopping arcade is uh, the rival Mochi store um, wherein lives uh, Mochizo Oji, who is who goes by, well, all the other characters call him Mochi, um, who is head over heels in love with uh, Tamako, um, which is unfortunate for him because she is oblivious. Um, <laughs> oh, I, found, I found the name of their uh, shop. It's Rice Cake O-Z. With That's right. exclamation mark in between the O-H Wait. and the Z-E-E. <laughs> Rice Cake O-Z. <laughs> I don't know Gotta what be that hit means. For the kids. Have, <laughs> are you Japanese and can you tell us? Please let us know. That drove me nuts when I was looking at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's he's another. He's kind of like Anko in that he's <clears throat> like he works for his dad, but he's pretty clearly not into the idea of being a um, mochi, mochi maker. Yeah, mochi maker. That sounds like a really like one of those really. I don't say terrible, but one of those games that comes out, you know, like oh, like Farm like Simulator or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mochi Maker, and it's like you know you get to make money. Anyway, we digress. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Mochizo is yeah. I don't know how to describe uh, Mochizo. I, I don't want to say he's kind of average. I was gonna say typical because he's he's very uh, shy. You know to the point of uh, sometimes absurdity around mm-hmm. girls, but he is a, a teenage boy. So, I mean, he's got the right feel for like a teenage boy, like going through 
you know, this kind of thing and especially the frustration of of your affections like not even being rebuffed. They're like just completely <laughs> like wash over her. Yeah. Uh but it's yeah, he's so I mean he's not like his personality isn't something new, but it works for the situation he's in. Yeah. Yeah, he was fine. Moving on uh, is Midori uh, Tokiwa, who is the. <laughs> I forgot to mention this. She is the club president of uh, the, oh, the, yeah. the Baton Club that Tama goes <laughs> in. Um, <laughs> that for most of the series, the Baton the Club. Series? I mean, mo- no, like they they, they yeah. practice a little bit, um, but for most of the series, the Baton Club is just a front for them sitting around in the gym gossiping. <laughs> it's interesting like how they even clubs, had I think. they even had like bags to carry their baton, right? Baton. Yeah. They always Batoning had a serious business. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised by that. I don't uh, know if that's a thing or not. This Midori was actually my favorite character because I think she was probably the most uh, human of the characters. Yeah, because she was conflicted with her feelings for for Tamako, but not only that, she actively did stuff like she. I mean, not it wasn't unintentional, but like she did stuff like bad stuff against Mochi, you know. I, I'd say kind of subconsciously trying to, you know, get him out of the picture until she finally was like, look, like, I, she finally realized he's not going to give up and I have to give Tamako the chance to to respond to him. Um, See, we have different opinions about where she leans that in that regard. What do you or mean? Be like me and that just completely washed. I guess I didn't. Paying enough attention, I, or I didn't still realize. Hold the thought that she had feelings for Mochizo. Oh, see, I I have no idea where you get that from. No yeah. idea. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, like if you watch this show, if you've seen this show, and you're listening to the spoiler cast, or you followed along with this, let us know because I would love to know <laughs> how you get to that conclusion when, like, she is so all about Tamako that it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I, it's like. You can flip a coin. It can go either way, but it's, you know. She's I don't think so. I don't think uh, so at all. Um, okay. Well, I won't try to explain it. Mm-hmm. Continue on. Uh, the next one is Kana Makino, uh, who is um, probably the biggest comic relief of the show. Uh, <laughs> and I, I appreciated hilarious. her quite a bit because yeah. she, she definitely breaks up a lot of the, the moments of tension. Um. She was my I don't know, how would you guys describe her like deadpan kind of ish? Uh dry. Yeah, very dry and deadpan. Uh, uh but very funny. But I don't and, know like, if she's like serious. trying to be funny. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's just like because of the things that she's interested in are not things that typical I don't know, typical high school girls have interested in. Yeah, like her possibly her uh dream is to become a carpenter. And uh, like what build a, a great house or something like that. Um, very odd. Yeah, she's a te- <laughs> she's a tinker likes working with her hands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's kind of who's uh let's say 
I'm trying to think back. <laughs> I only finished the movie the other day. It's like mm. the last half of that movie is still really fresh in my mind. I'm trying to think how much of that was actually like in the series itself. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if it was in the series or the movie. It doesn't really matter, I guess, but I just love like, uh, the scene of when they're, I think it's in the movie when they're in the gym trying to plan for their performance and she runs in, in her socks and keeps like slipping and sliding around. <laughs> it was just a, I think a perfect kind of a display of who she is. Yeah. I think the like my favorite part about her is the fact that despite being like a an aspiring carpenter, she's afraid of heights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and her her dream to become president of the club is always good. <laughs> Poor Midori. Yeah, she was like she was a much appreciated uh comic relief. I mean not that it like the show gets really melodramatic or anything like that but like when she came in it was always like oh, okay some like she, she was never unwelcome like she never killed the pacing um the next one like <laughs> she's she's a main character but like later on she's just not really there uh I'm talking about uh, Shiori Asagiri who is mm-hmm. a member of the badminton club badminton there you go um who <laughs> kind of makes friends with the baton club girls um well she's uh dara's love <laughs> god yes the bird falls in love with her we'll get to the bird yeah. <laughs> um she already comes in like she has kind of this one episode early on um where the other girls are trying to befriend her because Did she transfer you know, in something like that yeah um and and she's you know for her part is is you know got a lot of anxiety so she keeps shutting him off but you know tamako uh being completely oblivious uh mm-hmm. just kind of keeps pushing her until eventually you know she uh you know, her walls kind of break down and she becomes part of the the group and then from then on there's not really any more building for her she's just there to help like to facilitate like the problem of the day um yeah. and to be to catch dara on her badminton yes <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> to catch dara on her badminton racket and to give people advice like that's that's pretty much her whole role in this in the show yeah she was non-existent in the movie she was like there for yeah maybe like three scenes just the, yeah whenever it's the whole group together uh because obviously she wasn't going to be part of the the badminton or the badminton uh Baton, baton club, yeah. Yeah, the baton performance. Um not a bad character. As she like an interesting side character at first and then like just really, really background. Um but I didn't mind her. She I, I liked her her design quite a bit. Um and moving on from her is I probably should have moved him up further, but the <laughs> crux of the story, uh Dara Mochimatsi, who is the how did how was it explained again? Painfully overweight. Painfully overweight. Yeah. Painfully overweight mascot. Um, he's funny, but annoying. <laughs> oh my god, is he annoying? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's another comic relief, but like unlike Kana, who is 
always just like, yay, Kana's back. And yay, she's going to make some kind of joke. It was like, uh, what's he going to say? Yeah. He's very, uh, <coughs> I mean, he presents himself as important because he's, you know, royalty from where he comes from. And so he really plays that up all the time. He's fairly uh, proper most of the time and like kind of gentlemanly or chivalrous. Mm. I don't know, how would you like, maybe like yeah. as, as kind of angle to go with what his character is, I guess. This, this is one of those worlds too where it's like, uh, it's like the real world. Wherein most birds don't talk, or you know, the ones that talk are like Any birds. You know, mimicking. But uh, but uh, this bird talks, and after the initial shock of "Oh my god, a talking bird!" nobody mentions it again. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're like listening for spoilers and you still haven't seen it, you're just gonna have to kind of get over that if you watch the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean he. He apparently comes from, oh, yeah, that's right. And nobody ever, like, after the initial surprise of the fact that he can be used as a literal screen projector (laughs) because light can come through his eyes and he can project images. Um, And and it's not even images he's seen. It's not like he's projecting his memories. Like, Like, the people from his home country send him these messages and they come through his eyeballs. So Does he even see them? A Skype message. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's almost doesn't. like he doesn't. He's like no memory of it. Well, it yeah, it's either. implied that he can. That he's like, like because he he was injured early on in the series that he's somehow busted and can't control it. So <laughs> he's like R two D two at the beginning of a New Hope. I mean, he's like he's just constantly yeah. playing the same message over and over again. Um, yeah, it's 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 odd. But you're watching a comedy slice of life, so there's a couple things you're just gonna have to go. Uh, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he's he's just in. He's, yeah, he's in just about every episode, but uh, uh, not really the movie. And we'll get into that. <laughs> um, following uh, Dara, the other one of the other people who comes from uh, his home island. Uh, island not named random island in the south pacific because they never give it a name mm-hmm. um is choi uh mochimatsu who is um she's like the i don't know she's like the attendant to the prince there you go that's that's what i was looking for i was yeah. gonna say like maid but i'm like no that's not right um yeah she's like like his attendant and she commands dara with a whistle um, so she's understandably perturbed when she comes she's to Japan to find that he yeah. is horrifically overweight. <laughs> she shows up in the end of episode six. So like about halfway through is when we, we first meet her. <laughs> yeah. But after her, after her introduction, she moves, I think she moves to a pretty predominant or a pretty uh, high place of prominence in the series. Like, yeah, I'd even be willing to say that even though she comes in six episodes in, like she's more prominent uh, by the end of the show than Chiori is. Oh, for uh, sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, and she's a pretty fun character in that she's a I, fish out of water kind of character. Yeah, I, I, it's like she's you know trying to be polite in this as a kind of like a foreign emissary to all the people around her. But then, like, you kind of get to see her true self when she's interacting with Dara because, mm-hmm. you know, they're from the same country. 
I was worried that she was gonna show up and then just kind of like be like the crux of the drama. Um, but that wasn't really the case at all. She really kind of assimilated pretty quickly into uh Tama's kind of flow. I mean, which, very uh, very briefly she was um with the whole I mean, and it was later actually, now that I think yeah, about it. So the, yeah. She, it's like the final drama is she's yeah. really uh, imperative to mm-hmm. the climax, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, spoiler cast, but if you watched it already, you already know. But the what we're referring to is <laughs> Tama is seen by Choi as the prophesized um, uh, bride the for prince, yeah. Yeah, for the, the prince from her country. Um, and yeah, you know, there's, there's a whole thing, uh, for that. And the, the prince, it turns out is incredibly aloof. Just, I don't think anything would face that guy short of like his Island being wiped off the map. Um, so I mean like that whole drama, uh, is settled fairly quickly, but very well, much very patient too. Cause what we figure each episode is like a month apart based on the way the seasons change and the events that happen. So like he's oh, yeah. been waiting around for like word from Dara for like eight, nine months <laughs> by the time that we actually get around to seeing him. You can tell it's, he's pretty close to the equator too, because seasons never change for him. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, it was a, uh, the way it wraps up. It's okay. Um, like they have that that little bitty or a little bit of drama, I should say, um, and then the prince just kind of comes and lays everyone's you know kind of anxieties to rest by saying I'm I'm good, and let's just go back home. Um, yeah, but it's a comedy slice of life, so I mean I wasn't expecting you know him to come in, bust down the door, and like carry <laughs> Tamako away or no, or he never for him seemed and- really interested in that. <laughs> For him and Mochi to get into like an epic fight at the end, like that would have really thrown the pace of the show off. That would have been pretty good, though. That would have th- no, that would have been terrible. <laughs> that would have been like that would have been a pace disaster. Um, and besides, I I'm not sure who would come out on top on that one. Um, True love always wins. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I mean. Aside from covering the characters, it's kind of hard to cover the the show itself because it is like the show is very episodic. Um, yeah, with with like little arcs for sure, but you know, like episode to episode, the main um, point, the main like issue is always different and usually focuses on someone different. Mm-hmm. If it's not just completely focused on Tamako and and her desire to do something for the uh uh the shopping arcade i did enjoy that each episode was like a month Mm. Um, i felt like that was pretty novel i uh, a lot more shows have been doing that recently yeah but like for the time it was made it was probably it was probably pretty new um i don't know let us know if you know one older (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, like I know, like convenience store boyfriends, like that was like each episode of that, like was month to month, although yeah. not as good a show. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean that, like that's that's pretty much the series. 
I mean, we already went over the <laughs> the um, how it ends um, and the the, the major uh, drama points of it. Uh, so going over what we like about it, what, what were some of the like? I mean, aside from like Logan, you just said the. Uh, the 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 way they separated the episodes by month, like what were some things that that you really enjoyed about this show? Um, I really enjoyed the humor. Uh, it, I was constantly smiling and laughing, whether it was uh, a Kana making a joke or the girls just doing something fun and funny. Um, I appreciated it. its kind of lightheartedness. Um, and as usual, I'm a huge fan of uh, what Kiwani is able to do with the. Uh, their visuals. So those would probably be the two things that stood out most to me. Yeah, Kyo Annie is always good for great character animation. Uh, just the way that the characters move and bounce and react and uh, express, I always find to be among the best of all the studios. And that's, I find to be their strongest point generally. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the, the music. Uh, especially the ED and uh, the uh, love song that uh, Thomas dad wrote. Yeah, boy, <laughs> mom. Yeah. Man, I am. Uh, I uh, spent a bit of time trying to hunt that down. And I I couldn't find like a legal copy, so I just found it on SoundCloud. Like a version <laughs> like sung by the dad. Like iTunes oh, okay. has um, Thomas sing version at the end of the movie hmm. but didn't have like the original dad singing one like that's it's it's so good it's a great song and i've been playing it on repeat a lot lately <laughs> uh but in terms of uh non-production things um i mean yeah like uh i did enjoy like some of the bits of comedy i said i really like kana and her style of humor appeals to me. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm with you guys. It's mostly the humor and the, um, uh, the visuals. Um, I also echo, uh, your statement, uh, I, I love the ED, the, the song, the insert song, um, the, the one for the mom, uh, I liked it, but by, I will say by the end, it was wearing a, li- a bit on me, uh, cause it's, it's, everywhere um but if you guys dug it then that's cool um i liked it i liked the delight and especially i'll agree i like the way the dad sang it but man it's like even the melodies if you listen to some of the melodies in between it's the same song again and i'm like (laughs) get get another song please um what else um yeah i mean if as long as a a comedy slice of life can get you with the characters. I think it's done its job. Uh, and this one, it sounds like we're in consensus that it pretty much did that. Um, however, uh, you know, there might be some things that we didn't like as much. So what were some things that you guys can think of that you didn't particularly care about in the, the series? Vera. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say you beat me to it. I think that's most people. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what he really added to the story. Um, a like, really convoluted mystery. I guess. That they touched on like twice. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I, I just wonder like what they could have done if like if you remove Dara, yes, you're removing other characters, but then it just becomes more of a character piece and looking into like this girl and how she wants to do like the best for her community and like mm-hmm. how she goes about it with her friends, like going through like the various festivals and events they put together. And I think you could have done it would have been just fine with all that without having this kind of convoluted overarching plot that doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, they they could have focused on other things that uh, would have been more interesting to me, like, you know, what happened to their mom and how they've kind of dealt with, you know, not having her around anymore. Also, uh, we don't get really much of that at all. While I appreciated the, like, every episode is like a month apart thing, uh-huh. there was some stuff that kind of stretched my um, believability, where it's like, in episode three, people at the school just see Dara for the first time, even though, mm-hmm. like, we know that he's been following Tama, like, every day to school, and like, oh, it's a surprise, who's this white bird? It's like, he's been here for two months. You guys haven't noticed? Uh, and there's other things, like, just with the time scale just seems kind of off to me, like, where things are going just really... <coughs> things must be going really, really slowly for there to be, like, <laughs> no progress in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Choi was there for half a year. Almost <laughs> half a yeah. year before, like... <laughs> still did really good in contact with the prince again or for the prince to finally show up and say hey what's going on <laughs> yeah, i don't know it's like <sighs> yeah the all the, the the little bits of uh that just didn't do it for me how uh like i i don't think i i would have minded that at much as much without dara and and without the the whole like that whole backstory of like looking for i mean looking for a bride was uh, like I think a decent arc and stuff like that, but um, without that, without like the wondering why you know nothing was happening for that, like you guys said, it would just be a a character piece, and it would make more sense for us to go month to month because I mean, do you really want to follow somebody every day of a month, or or would you rather follow them, you know, at the most interesting Here's point of each month? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But then, yeah, it's just like I was still interested in in the the in uh, Choi and the Prince mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But yeah, it's it, it does it does uh, bring up some problems with uh, reasoning. But then mm-hmm. you know you dive down that rabbit hole and we get into the again talking bird. Um, <laughs> how, like, where are these people's passports? Like, how are they able to just come over whenever they want? <laughs> I mean, granted, Magic. he's a prince, but he's a prince of, like, an island nation that doesn't look terribly technologically advanced, so I'm not really <laughs> sure he would get, like, the full honors and... I don't know. His, uh... His muscle looked pretty well-dressed. Yeah, oh, yeah, his, uh, his bodyguards. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, he's in ceremonial garb, and they're, like, they're in suits. Yeah. I'm driving like, a limo. Like, what era <laughs> is your island nation in right now? <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did appreciate the fact that they like emphasize that they're like from the south because they're like freezing in Japan's winter, um, right? Because they're 
Yeah, they're like in the northern half of Japan because they're far enough away from Tokyo where it's a big enough deal later on. So they must oh. be in the northern part. Yeah, I never yeah, really yeah. caught like what territory they're in. Did it snow? Uh, I don't think they ever got snow. They could be in the south. Uh, maybe. One I mean, of the tips. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Tokyo is not smack in the middle, but it's... It's in the elbow. Yeah, it's pretty far in there to where they like she could be in like near closer to like Osaka and that'd still be a decent track from uh from Tokyo. Anyway. Uh I don't think there's anything I could say I particularly hated about the show though. Um Yeah, no, I mean just thinking about it, there's nothing that was like god, like this show would be so much better without this. Like it might have been a little bit better without without Dara, but like then you eliminate, like I said, the the uh, Prince and and Choi and all that stuff, and I thought they were interesting. Um, so yeah, there's nothing I hated, like out and outright hated. Um, but we do have a pool to to draw from uh, in Kyoto Animation with with this kind of thing. Granted, Kyoto Animation doesn't exclusively do. Um, slice of life comedies with romance elements, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, they, they, they've got a lot of experience in it. Half um, of their stuff. Maybe. <laughs> so, so how do we feel this, this stacks up the series stacks up to the Kyoto animations backlog or, or if you want, uh, Naoko Yamada or, uh, Reiko Yoshida's, um, backlogs. Um, for Kyoto animation, mm. It's easy for me to say it's my least favorite. Yeah. Kyo any show I've seen. Um like I generally really like what I see. There's a couple that I don't love, but I, I can safely put this one at the bottom for me. Um Yeah, I'm probably right there with you. Which is like it sounds harsh, um but it really isn't. Like Kiyo Annie is my favorite studio and I adore pretty much everything that they put out, including this one. I really, really enjoyed the show, but compared to like Clannad or um, K-On or uh, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, I don't think I would put it higher than any of those shows on my personal list. I, I'll say it's not the bottom, uh, mm-hmm. it, but it's, it's just above the bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. The bottom for me is Myriad Colors Phantom World, which... Yeah, see, I like that one, but it, yeah, it, I get it. I liked it, but it went nowhere. Um, like, and there, you know, that was a show that had a lot of mystery that never, like, a lot of it just didn't wrap up. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the stuff wrapped up. Now, was it terribly satisfactory wrapping up? Not always, but at least it was an ending. And we got a movie. So and and helps. we got a movie with more of an ending. So, yes. It's the advantage helps. of being a original series over an adaptation. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think we're all pretty much in agreement there. That it's it doesn't quite stack up to other uh, Kyoto Animation shows of this nature. But it's it that's not in any way a an indictment. Like, it's not no. uh, to say that it was complete dumpster fire or something like that um uh we wrote this question for other ones but like 
I, who would you recommend this show to if anyone and I, I feel like i know the answer to this but logan go ahead everyone yeah <laughs> i i can't i mean i guess if you don't like slice of life comedy don't watch it but like there's literally nothing that's offensive or bad about this show in any way shape or form i think that's the first episode something. is probably the hardest part yeah. first episode is a bit weird and oddly paced and strange because they introduced so much at once without <laughs> yeah I, I remember after we finished episode one i think it was you carlos me steven on jorge i want to say i joined late i was late you joined late day. yeah but you were there for episode one and it was like <laughs> we all kind of quiet the whole episode because like it wasn't <laughs> it's not particularly it wasn't really funny or it's just kind of strange first episode it got better for sure mm-hmm. Once you get over Talking Bird, you're good. Yeah, it just felt really awkward. <laughs> but man, don't expect an, don't expect a, a decent explanation as to why he can become a projector because that still <laughs> bugs me. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, don't don't think we're wrapping up just yet. Like we are going to grade this show, but just know we're going to go back and and really quickly uh, do the same thing for the movie. So uh, stick around. Don't fast forward us, please. Um, <laughs> unless you haven't seen the movie and then oh in which case i'm not going to tell you not to listen to it, the podcast but, yeah, but yeah. um you do you exactly uh so why don't we go ahead and, and give uh tom up market the series uh, a grade based on on everything we've said here i would give it a four out of five um i enjoyed every episode that i watched um some things you know I would have liked to have seen um, expanded on more, but I came out of the uh, the series pretty happy. And, you know, it's Kiyoani, so it's got a, a space in my heart no matter what. Uh, I'm going to give it a... It's going to sound really harsh. I'm going to give it a two and a half. You monster. <laughs> it, just, uh, it just never really did much for me. I, I can't I, believe I've already let some issues known. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's it 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 did it just wasn't for me. I didn't get enough out of it, but I do love Kana, so I got that. I got Kana <laughs> out of it. Wow, I was expecting to be the lowest square. Um, yeah, so yeah, I I'm gonna give it a three. Uh, I thought I that was the lowest because going by kind of <laughs> precedent. Um, like I said, it's not the bottom, but it's close. And the bottom for me, Myriad Colors, was a two point five, and I like this quite a bit more, but not more much more than other, you know, Kyoto animation comedy slice of life. So because it can't, you know, meet the threshold of other ones, it, I mean, it's above average, but I mean, that's all I could say mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, for my part. However, we still have to talk about the movie. About we'll, the movie. We'll, we'll, we can go over the community ones, like the community yeah, grades at the end. All the end. Yeah. Because because they, yeah, they didn't separate they kind of their ideas. Yeah. Only only Steven separated them. Thank you, Steven. <laughs> uh, best. The rest of you, how dare you? How <laughs> dare No, please keep grading stuff. Um, so uh, stepping back for a second, um, we had the movie, which, you know, exact same cast of characters. Um, interestingly enough, um, oh, not as much Dara or the Prince uh, or Choi, which 
Thank God. Yeah, arguably, I was like, I was like, <laughs> as much as I miss Troy because she's super cute, uh, yeah. I'm so happy to not see Dara anymore. Like, there was, there's one scene in the movie with him in it, <laughs> and it's very brief. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, so in this one, uh, the uh, the last year of school is kind of coming to an end. Uh, the Baton Club. Uh, I'm just going to go over major points. The Baton yeah. Club decides to put on a um, attempt, like a, a performance uh, for an upcoming festival for the school. And Mochi is struggling with uh, his desire to confess to Tamako um, uh, because he's considering uh, leaving the, the city to study film in Tokyo. Um, that's kind of the, the conflict that we're dealing with. <clears throat> in the, the the movie um i guess we can kind of go over it by point by point but i i don't i won't yeah I, I, it is a spoiler cast uh anyway so <laughs> while they're practicing all the baton clubs practicing um uh mochi eventually works up the the courage to uh ask tamako out and Tabako, for the entire series, having been completely oblivious, is, like, just kind of run into, like... Yeah, she, like... Yeah, she shocked yeah. shocked into uh, a stupor. Into, you know, like, because she'd always thought about everybody around her as friends and not really romantically. And so now she's kind of got to think about this from a perspective. Uh, she's never she, even considered... Yeah. possibly falling in love or someone loving her like that. Yeah, and it's it's not so much I don't think it was so much that that she couldn't possibly be interested. It's just that's not the way her brain was working at the time because I don't know. The way I saw her was kind of almost like a late bloomer in that aspect. Sure. Um so yeah, so Mochi's Mochi's uh confession just kind of like shocks uh, shocks her into realizing that uh, uh maybe people are interested in her in that way. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, Tamako kind of has to, has to wrestle with that. And it's like probably the first and only time we ever see Tamako, uh, uh, like socially awkward, uh, yeah. which, which I appreciated. Her expressions were hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I liked it. Cause her, it, her it, language changed. Yeah. Her, her mannerisms. It, it felt like, I, I won't say, 100% real because obviously they're animated characters and I don't think anyone would actually act like that but it felt real true to her character yeah, yeah. that that she would um, this is what super embarrassed Tomiko is like yeah yeah exactly she doesn't know what to do with herself <laughs> um, and eventually Mochi kind of just at wit's end waiting for her response tells her to forget about it and decides he's going to go uh um Check out the school in Tokyo. Um, and I'm, I'm glossing over a lot, guys. So if, if you haven't yeah. seen the movie, go watch the movie. I'm, <laughs> I'm really trying to run over yeah, this. Yeah, you're seeing all the main points. Uh, but uh, eventually, Tamako is convinced uh, by her friends <coughs> to tell him how she feels. Uh, and, and I think the movie does a decent job of kind of concealing how she feels. I, I mean, you can kind of guess what she's going to say, but... I, nobody comes out and says it, which, I mean, I like that about the story because you have to infer that, you know, she's going to accept, which isn't difficult, but, you know, it's not, they don't beat you over the head with it. Yeah. Um, 
and so she runs to uh to meet him at the the train platform um Oh, by the way, she she was also she was deceived into thinking he was actually moving that day. Good job, um, Midori. So she runs <laughs> like he's moving that day, and um, and confesses to him that that she loves him, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, the ending was a little bit abrupt, but I thoroughly enjoyed everything else about the film. Yeah, yeah, no, the movie, the the film was was a lot of fun and. I think it really benefited from uh, being just one concise story. Um, mm-hmm. the, the reason I I I like episodic uh, shows well enough in some cases, but like I think the fact that we were focused on one thing with the movie uh, made me enjoy it quite a bit more. I think it really showed what the series could have been, what kind of dynamics we could have had. Mm. The whole series, if Dara wasn't Dara and company wasn't in the picture, yeah, because we get a lot of really nice. We actually get stuff about the Baton Club, like them <laughs> actually doing stuff with their co-highs. And it's like I don't know if we ever got their name. It's not important. No, but at least we get at least we get to see them doing like some normal activities, and then how the confession affects Tomiko in like her kind of daily life after that i don't know it's like <laughs> i went to say front i actually really love the movie a lot yeah yeah me too <laughs> i think the more i love the movie the less i like the series which isn't fair but i can't <laughs> help it it's just the way that i kind of watched it yeah the i mean it's like by itself, I think the 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 anime wouldn't have been bad. Um, it would have just kind of rated a footnote for me in the Kyoani the history of Kyoani anime I've watched. But with the movie, I think it makes the story that much better. Yeah, it um, completes it for sure. Yeah, it's it that it, if nothing else, there's something to be said for that for the fact that the because if I remember correctly, the director wanted to do the movie. She wanted mm-hmm. to finish the story. Um, uh, and you don't really get that kind of dedication, especially since it like, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm willing to bet that this movie made a loss, um, that it didn't, it didn't make its money back. Um, if it did, I'd be really surprised, but considering the way the anime went, I, I wouldn't be shocked to hear that people forwent going to the theaters to, to see this movie until someone told them, Hey, this was actually pretty good. Um. Yeah. So, what what were some of the uh, aside from the story finishing and all that stuff? What were some of the other things you enjoyed, uh, Logan? Um, I appreciated that they like they just got right to the heart of uh what the story was going to be about with uh, Mochizo kind of confessing early. Um, I I appreciated that that we got to kind of explore uh Tomiko and how she work through everything that was going on with her feelings and uh, stuff going on with her family and stuff like that. Um, I really like their use of the, uh, the insert song uh, throughout the film as she used that to kind of work through her feelings as well. Yeah. Cause it's like, she uh, never really thought about love so much. I don't think 
So when she sees kind of a parallel between Mochi and like what her dad did, I think it kind mm-hmm. of set her mind like, okay, like this is kind of what maybe these words that her dad sung to her mom, maybe that might give her some insight into what Mochi's going through. Yeah. Well, having yeah. to say so much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the best part of the film is that they actually, we actually got an I love you at the end. So A plus in my book. <laughs> if, uh, if nothing else, like I said, good to, good to wrap it up. And yeah, um, I mean, there certainly could be more, but uh, if that's yeah, like I, I remember us talking, you know, after the film was over, we were just kind of chatting um, that we all were kind of interested in, the story of Choi and the prince mm-hmm. and seeing more there mm-hmm. um, because that it was completely unresolved. Um, was it a guy so hinted that, that she's actually the, yeah, probably the she, one she's a candidate. Yeah. Yeah. That she never let anyone know. Mm-hmm. Very subtle hints for sure. But <laughs> we can hope. So, um. Yeah. Uh. Anything about the movie we did not like? Uh. Other than the abrupt end, nothing. Nothing comes to mind. I wouldn't even say the ending was that abrupt. Um. I think it was like kind of a little bit slow to get started for me, for being a what like an eighty-minute movie. It's pretty short. Um. But you know nothing. No, no big complaints. Nothing really pops to mind immediately. Yeah, I think I'd say say the same. Like there, are, there are parts that are a little bit frustrating with the whole like just talk to him. But yeah. I think they do a good enough job <laughs> of kind of showing what that she's like trying to work through it in her own way, <coughs> and like Moshi's trying to figure out what what's this girl thinking <laughs> kind of way, like. I, I think they showed enough where I can understand why they weren't able to really just say it. You know, they're their own person and not everyone reacts the same way to every situation. Right. They just happen to kind of react uh, in similar ways. Though, I, I don't know. It's That's, uh, a, that's also like a, a romance plot device that you kind of have to have is the... The, at the points where normal people would just, like, a normal friend would be like, just talk to him. For God's sake, just talk to him. Like, you know, the, the story has... That's what Dory was trying to do. The story for... just has to progress, so... Yeah. Um, at, least it did, at least it didn't, it didn't feel, feel like, like they were trying to, to like, uh, draw it out, you know? It never felt yeah. drawn out like, like they were trying to fill, like, a 90-minute time slot. Yeah. Uh, by protracting it, like it, it felt pretty natural, at, in in the like movie storyline sense. Um, but yeah, that is what Motori was trying to do. Um, nobody nobody listens to to Baton Captain. <laughs> uh, one one little thing I did uh, appreciate going real quick back to things we liked. Uh, I like that they they set up. Uh, Kana's fear of heights and knocked it down within the span of the movie. Yeah. 
Because at the at the very end, she climbs the tree, <laughs> conquers her fear. Even though, as someone who's terrified of heights, uh, I mean, you can make me climb a tree all you want. I'm still going to be afraid of heights. It doesn't go away. <laughs> That's step one. That's step one, Carlos. <laughs> uh, step two is climb the tree again. No, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, so I like I I sympathize with Kana there. Heights heights are are scary. Um. Uh, this one's going to be an interesting one to stack up against others because we're stacking this up against movies. And that, I feel bad for that because I really enjoyed this movie. But against other romance movies, I'm not sure. It, I mean, it would be like like the Kyoto Animation thing. Like, I still enjoy the show and I like, or I like still enjoy the movie. But how does it, like, for you guys, how does it stack up against some other movies you've seen? Like, especially like an anime romance movie. Although, I mean, how many of those are there really? <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is where it's. I've seen a lot of anime movies, especially in the last few years. So I've been really making an effort to watch more. And oh, see, this is why we kidnapped you and put you on the podcast every time, <laughs> uh, because you know. You I love this stuff. movie, but I'm not even sure I could put it in my top twenty. Oh, it's definitely just because I've 20. seen. I just I've seen a lot, and I, I'm not sure if it break into that. Like, uh, do I like more than these? Uh, I think I could put it in right there, like twenty-two or something. Hmm. It's close. I wouldn't say it's a top five film for me, but I would say it's definitely in my top ten. Um, but I'm a, a huge sucker for anything with a hint of romance. So <laughs> I would honestly have to look. I don't. I I know it doesn't break top five. It probably doesn't break top ten, but maybe top fifteen. Um. But I mean, I feel like anime movies have been getting a lot better recently. Yeah, it's like, there have some really good ones lately. Yeah, so it's just like like when I compare them to the newer ones, which is kind of unfair, like, <laughs> considering I the time it came out. Uh, I like the lesson of Silent Voice, which is a you know. Yeah, I would agree. It's with a that. decent. It's a completely different kind of movie, but like some mm-hmm. of the same genres for sure. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't beat Machia. Doesn't beat Your Name. Doesn't beat Liz and the Bluebird. Doesn't beat like Sao or No Scale for me. Um, I would probably slot it right around where I would have Garden of Words, which is in my top ten. So. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. For me, it's kind of around where I put uh, Ghost in the Shell, Love Live movie, and like Blasphemy. Uh, like <laughs> Tokyo Godfathers or something like that. I've Wait, did you say that. Godfather? Like the original Tokyo, Tokyo Godfather. Tokyo Godfather. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, not an <laughs> not, anime movie, but not now romance, I want. Not romance movies. I don't have many of those. <laughs> See, if I, if I were to, to slot it in with romance movies... Uh, there there are like just romance movies not anime movies <laughs> as a whole there're not that many of them that i've yeah. seen so it's like top that, 5 it, it anime romance five. movies yeah there you go <laughs> um, i can make that claim but i mean yeah I, I just there's there's so many other movies with from other genres that would oust it for me but still a good movie um that's not to yeah. knock its its um enjoyability um and 
I'll forego the next question because who yeah. would you recommend this to? People who've seen the show. <laughs> if you I like the, the show, if you like I the think, show, you're gonna love the movie. I can't say for sure, but I think you can almost watch it without seeing the series. I think oh, they do enough. Boy. They do enough characterization in it and enough setup in it. You may not have had yeah. to seen the series. There'd be some parts yeah, that'd be only, confusing. Yeah, the only thing that would be confusing would be the like the f- flash <laughs> to other people to to Choi and Dara. Yeah. But then you just wave it and off Mecca. like, oh, that's from the series. the prince's name. prince's name is Mecca. Are they just called uh, OG? Yeah. Yeah, like... Um, it can, I think it's almost standalone, but now that I've seen the series, I can't say for sure. <laughs> I I would recommend watching the series. I mean, if if you're listening to this, like, without having seen any of it, try watching the movie standalone. <laughs> I'm curious yeah, to see what you think. Yeah. <laughs> If our spoiler cats gave you enough idea of the series that you can just watch the movie off of that. But I, I think you'd be better served watching the series first. I think so. <laughs> it, it feels more complete that way, for sure. Okay. Score time. Score time, indeed. I will give Tomica Love Story a four and a half out of five. Yeah, and I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I love it a lot. Uh, context helps, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked it in the way it kind of resolved the series. Uh, same 4 out of 5. It jumps up a point for me for for actually wrapping up a story and for being uh, more enjoyable uh, in the absence of Dara. Mm-hmm. So, good, good movie all around to round out a, uh, a decent story. Um, but yeah, uh, why don't we go ahead and move on to, uh, our fellow viewers slash listeners, um, grades <laughs> for these, uh, Logan, you want to take the first one? Sure. IU uh, gave Tomical Market a four out of five and Tomical Love Story a four and a half out of five. My man, <laughs> twinsies. Um, Just copying says, him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at twinsies. <laughs> yeah. um, he says, I absolutely adored both the series and the movie. I enjoyed the relatively slow pace of the show, and it made me smile with every episode. Love Story may have been a bit cliche, but for me, it hit uh, just right as a romance. I was once again blown away by Yamada Naoko's amazing talent as a director. I cannot wait to see what uh, she does with Liz and the Blue Bird. Yeah. I'm excited for people to go see that movie. Cubay, <laughs> uh, take the next one. Uh, so, Supango, or Steven, uh, he gave Tomiko Market a three and a half. Uh, said, heartwarming slice of life with fantastical elements. Uh, for him, Mochizo's romantic will he, won't he uh, took a back seat and became frustrating at times, only to be completely outshone by the true love story between Tamiko's father and late mother, song being a real highlight. Characters like the coffee shop owner, whose daily musings and philosophy are always a bright spot. Tamiko's friend Kana, with their laid-back, no-filter mannerisms, created a cast that was always interesting and took the show from above average to very good. He gave Love Story a 3 out of 5, saying it's a good good love story top up to Tamiko Market, but it didn't change the formula. The curse of recent excellent slice-of-life romance stories like Tsukigakure means that the bar is raised and cliches no longer enough. 
would love a sequel of the college years though or tomiko married life i agree i agree with that <laughs> we also never mentioned uh all the shopping arcade uh business owners but there were a lot of fun characters yeah, like the, the colorful the shop owner yeah, yeah. It, it's hard because like uh i I think they were introduced initially and then like you just kind of completely forget their names and they're yeah they're, they're more like I don't want to say it this way they're, they're not part of set that clunky not, episode one they're not like no, they're part of the set they're not set pieces because they're more they're more than set pieces but not much more than set pieces yeah like like they they contribute but not not as much as like a like a regular supporting character would be mm-hmm. um all right so and I I agree uh Stephen I probably graded a little higher than what I would have initially after watching it. But, um, uh, uh, that's, that is one of the complaints I had was it, it gets a tad cliche. Um, Jorge, uh, or Kiraxio, uh, gives it Tamako market. I almost said Tamako love market. <clears throat> That'd be an interesting that's a market. Different, that's, that's a different, a, no, so. that's, that's, not that's, a, that's a market in a different place. Uh, it's called Amsterdam. Um, <laughs> he gave it a, he gave Tamako market a three out of five. Uh, I haven't seen the movie, uh, but for the 12 episodes, I give it a 3 out of 5. It certainly got better after the first four episodes, uh, and I even enjoyed it at the last episodes. KyoAni did a a pretty good job, um, as usual, in terms of visuals, and the soundtrack was just okay, but with a great and catchy ED. I agree. That ED, like, I bought it immediately. I think I skip the ED every time. I love the ED. Yeah, it was a really good So good. I bought that off iTunes. Same. Couldn't skip the OP. Uh, the OP was okay. Very, very typical Upbeat. type of OP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ba, 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 and and that's that's it. Uh, Native, I see you scored it, man. But no, but, but because you, because not. you didn't watch it, I'm not going <laughs> to read your score. No. <laughs> we will not tolerate such tomfoolery. <laughs> On this podcast, <laughs> yes, I'll yes, very it. serious, very. Serious. I'll tolerate we're, it. We're a very serious podcast. We wear we wear suits and ties when we record. <laughs> I'm buck naked. Right now. <laughs> I'm wearing just a tie. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. That's way better. I am um, socks. Well, so that brings uh, the, the average scores for Tomica Market to a three and a half, and for Tomica Love Story to a four. Which I think is, uh, I think that works. It's pretty okay. I'm fine with that. I mean, uh, I, I I don't think we've we've uh, I, I think we're fortunate enough that we haven't come across a show where like any one of us is like this is complete garbage and like like it's just like com- I was almost there with Sabagavu almost. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you guys weren't as high on it, but like like I mean, I think would have I think. With how much we disliked it, Logan, Carlos had to like love it, love it. Then yeah. it would have been divisive. But yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. you loved it that much? No, it was just fun for me. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I think we're we're lucky in that we haven't really um had that kind of divide, or or that we haven't had a show that was just so objectively terrible that all of us are like, why are we even reviewing this? <laughs> so please don't don't nominate those kind of shows. Yeah. Uh. Unless you're really into the idea of us of us hating on something, which I, I don't think most of our audience is. <laughs> if a show gets nominated for a hate watch, I'm gonna have to veto that just straight up. I'm not I'm not into that. So Yeah. 
I mean, uh, that that is something. Uh, like if if you just want us to watch something so that we could hate on it, uh, we're probably we pro- we're probably just not going to vote on it. So you might as well vote on something that is like either interesting enough or or um or just good. Well, I think the rule <laughs> we said is that if none of us want to watch it, that we're not going to do it. I think yeah. that's the rule that yeah. we set. Because <laughs> we need at least one of us there for the group watch. Poor Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Jeff uh, j- uh, joined um, the voting block. I'm not sure if, if I, I talked about this on the cast, but the first the first uh, show he put up was Gundam Double O. And I have nothing against Gundam. I've actually, I think I've seen Double O. I might have. It might have been on Toonami. I've seen a few of them when they were on Toonami. But um, nobody voted on it for several several weeks and then like a couple runs went by and he's like can i change it and i'm like yeah no one's gonna (laughs) vote on this man i'm sorry (laughs) if you would like to join us for our watch alongs and get in there and submit a show for consideration you can hit us up on any of our social medias we are on twitter at anime underscore arcade we are on facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade we are on instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com our website is animearcade.net hit us up on any of those and we will get you an invite to the discord where you can join us and watch along and have fun and uh let us know what show you want the community to watch and then we'll talk about it like this <laughs> uh, but I think that's gonna do it for this one yep um, yep a good show a good movie good show great well I won't say decent show very good movie there you go that's... there you go nice I'm yeah. glad I got Nailed to watch it with other people yeah yeah it was, it was a fun yeah uh, group watch for sure yeah and if you're if you're interested again uh, if you haven't heard uh, from our last cast, we are currently watching Steinskate, so you can totally get in on that. We're only four episodes in, or however many episodes will be when this It'll comes be out. Eight, probably. There you go. Eight, yeah, but it's a uh, two core, so you'll still be watching it for a while. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us this time. So thank you for listening, and we will catch you later. Bye. I'm not a good person.